You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Wow, that's an awesome introduction. I know. It's much more, much better than that uh, long talk radio and then us just making something up. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I'd heard it like that before. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm going to have to buy a bigger hat. <laughs> just because your, your head's getting bigger? Yes. Or yes. Is it, the only thing I noticed there that I think is a little bit of a mistake is it, it tells everyone that we're trekking experts. I don't know that we're. I'm really not a good trucking business. Well, you know the definition of an expert. Sure. He's 50 miles from home and he's carrying a briefcase. Carrying a briefcase. That's and us. As long as we got a briefcase. We're experts. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We don't have a uh, preset uh, subject for today. Uh, I was going to kind of mention that I've been, uh, I was at the GCR Tire Center in uh, Denver, Denver training this week. And before that, on Tuesday, I was down in Dallas at a fleet training. And next week, I'm going to be at a fleet in Illinois training. Yeah. And two weeks ago, I was down in Uvalde, Texas, at the Continental General Proving Grounds doing seminars for fleets for Continental. And we've had a lot of good times talking to people about tire wear problems and handling problems. And so that's what we're going to do again tonight. I guess so. We'll just talk about uh, the things. That I, t- I got an idea. I'm tired of talking about tires. <laughs> Let's talk about engines. Engines? Yeah. What do you know about engines? What do I know about? This is going to be a short show. Oh, but we, we, can, we, can, we can stack it and rack it with the best of them. <laughs> well, okay. Here's what I know about engines that I, that I think uh, is just really interesting to mention, especially to the audience that we've got. Yeah. What I do know about engines is that VW <laughs> knows how to cheat. <laughs> Well, there's the old phrase, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I guess so. (laughs) They got caught. Yeah, they did. Uh, I know there's a bunch of people at Cummins and Cat and International all just smacking their heads wondering, why didn't they think of it? Well, no, or maybe they're smacking their heads and they hope they don't find them out. (laughs) Oh, jeez. The other thing I saw this week about engines was an EPA official announced that the next round of emission changes will not cause any problems with your trucks. What? 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I find that not what? No. And she said something about having a bridge out in San Francisco she wanted to sell. So she is selling us a bridge yeah. and the emissions. Yeah. You uh, buy one, you buy the other. No problem. Right. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, if you have any questions or comments, uh, and it can be about anything, we really don't care because we'll lie about anything. Um, <laughs> push one on your telephone. That'll put you in the question and answer queue. Don't ask Mike to sing. I could sing. I could sing. If they don't push the button, I will sing. Um, don't push it twice. If you push it twice, you erase yourself. And no, then you can push it twice. But if you do push it twice, understand what the consequences are. Uh, yeah, you lose. Place in the universe. We won't. Uh, you won't They're gone. It. It's not just here. I mean, the the truck will be no driver. <laughs> You're gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's getting too deep, isn't it? Yeah, a little deep. A little deep. I, all right. Yeah, we're not okay. experts anymore. Uh, well, all right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and by the way, folks, at nine o'clock tonight, the super lunar eclipse starts. 
Here in Des Moines, Iowa, the weather is beautiful. It's balmy. There's no clouds. And so at 9 o'clock tonight, our time, about an hour from now, we're cutting off right away. Whether you're standing in line or not, we're cutting off because I want to go watch the lunar eclipse. He's got two chairs set up in front of the house. Yep. yep. The beer cooler's all set. Yeah. Uh, the old lady knows that when a lunar eclipse happens, I get a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> We'll leave that alone. It's something that happens apparently once every 18 years. Yeah, that same thing. I get lucky once every 18 years. Yeah, that's that's it. You're also wrong once every 18 years. These are things that happen. Well, I know. I thought I was right once every 18 years. (laughs) Well, our listeners hope that you're on their own. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Very good. Let's say, according to Dottie, maybe. Well, after 49 years with her, she says, I was right twice. (laughs) Twice. Okay. There you go. The third one's coming up. It's coming. (laughs) All right. Uh, we got we got a couple of questions up there. Uh, let's let's um, try and see if we can guess where they're calling from. Okay. Well, I'm I'm not sure about this one. It's seven zero four. Seven zero four, North Carolina. North Carolina. North, I know, I know that one. You know one. North right. Carolina. Let's try this. All right. Hello. Hello. It's L A. from Charlotte, which makes me a Charlotte ton. There you go. Okay. And how are you doing tonight? Well, I want to talk about my first favorite subject, but in a different category. Okay. Let's talk about wine. Not the kind you drink, wine. The, kind you, the kind you get from tires. Oh, road noise. Okay. Yes. I have uh, mm-hmm. seven tens in the rear mm-hmm. and three in the front. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 710s on the rear have been there about five months. Mm-hmm. And it, they were soft and mushy today. took hold. Right. Yep. Now now they're whining, and so are yes. the front tires. And I, I've never had that before in 22 years of driving. Okay, now how do you know the front ones are whining? Because it's louder. <laughs> because it's louder. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the rear ones first. The reason we tend to get a whiny road noise out of drive tires is that they develop heel and toe wear. So if you lay your hand flat on your drive tire and slide it around the tire toward the front of the truck, it will tend to feel smooth. And if you slide it toward the back of the truck, it'll feel sharp on each one of the lugs. Now, this heel and toe is a product of the engine torque twisting the rubber as it goes through the footprint and wearing off the back half of the lugs. We step on the brake, that same edge of the lug that is flipping coming out of the footprint is also the edge that tries to stop the truck. So both of them accelerate the heel and toe wear. If you want to quiet the tire down, you need to X-rotate them so that they're running in the opposite direction. It should eventually flatten back out and stop whining. Now, the uh, X-rotate, so... Left front, right rear. The side is on the out, and the dirty side is on the in. Yeah, leave it that way. Just just take both tires and rims from the left front and put them mm-hmm. on the right. The outside right. tire stays on the outside. Okay. Okay? Oh, okay, reversing it. That's what we're doing. Yeah, just X them, okay? They'll run in the opposite direction. Now, the other reason you X-rotate is that the rear drive axle tends to wear 25% faster than the front drive axle. I've been and by moving... That. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, I'll keep an eye on that because I'll follow your show, and I have my uh, depth gauge right next to my air gauge, which is right beside my driver's seat when I open the door. That's part of the... Uh, uh-huh. When you got to buy your own tires? Yeah. Why? God, are they expensive. You have a thing without money. <laughs> okay. Now, the steer tires might also be developing a little heel and toe because of the brake application. Okay? And so, if you rotate, and I wouldn't do the fronts first. I would just do the rears because I think the majority of your wine is coming out of the rear tires. That's where we normally hear it from. And if that solves the whining problem, then I would only rotate the steers when the left front is 230 seconds more worn than the right front. Then it's time to rotate them. But if you rotate your drives and you solve 90% of the whine and 10% still there, okay, then rotate the steers and see if you get rid of the rest of it. Because uh, I checked out your books. I haven't had a chance Mm -hmm. to read them yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, on my other truck, I had... I took 22 fives off of this one, put 24 fives on, mm-hmm. because uh, of the economic factor as far as that, trying to prolong putting out all that money for tires. Mm. And I noticed with 283s that came off this truck, on the outside edge of each tire, there's a little bit of wear that would look like you got too far in the rub and you start to see the cloth. Yes. And I don't understand. I haven't checked the book yet, but it's even on both tires on the outside, not quite to the the edge. Right. Um, What this normally is is about the width of your index finger on the outside shoulder of both front tires. Is that correct? Are you looking at the tires? But you're absolutely right. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen a million of them. Okay. Uh, now, the dif- the difficulty with the 283 and with other regional tires that have a solid outside shoulder. Now, you notice if you look at the Michelin XZA or the Goodyear 399 or 395, the outside of the of the tire has a decoupler, a little piece of rubber about a quarter to three eighths of an inch wide. Okay. Right. And then you have the main rib. If you cut a tire in half and you looked at the steel belts that are inside there. The steel belts do not go all the way to the shoulder of the tire. So that bit of rubber that's outside the steel belt compresses more than the rubber that's over the steel belt. And because it compresses where you finger width wear all the way around the tire on both shoulders on both steer tires. So would the option to be inflate or deflate? No, inflation's not the issue here. It's that that tire with a solid is designed to be a regional tire doing a lot of high scrub turning. And if you put a decoupler groove on it, it'll rip the decoupler off because you're turning so much. Right. Okay? That's why they make it a solid rip. Yeah, solid shoulder tires designed for that scrubbing, turning, bumping against curbs and shit like that that a highway tire can do. So if you put that tire in a highway application, you just end up with this wear. Yes. But it does eat up the entire rib, so you don't no. have to take the tire off, but it doesn't look right. It doesn't shorten the life of the tire at all. It doesn't hurt anything. Now, I will tell you, if you have a loose wheel bearing or something, that finger width will start there, and then it'll just eat right into the ribs because there's nothing protecting 
and and stopping that wear from coming in, which is what the decoupler does. So the decoupler is sort of like uh, burning a, a line of trees to stop a forest. Yeah, it's a fire start. It's a fire stop, yeah. So the wheel bearing would have to be loose on both both sides, though, right? No, again, the wear occurs. No, the wear, the finger width has nothing to do with bearings, has nothing to do with inflation, simply has to do with the fact that that tire is being run in a line haul application when it's really designed to be in a turning operation. But if you had a loose wheel bearing. Yeah, if you had a loose wheel bearing, it would not only start as a finger width, but then it would eat its way in. Right. Destroy the, the entire rim. Uh, can I close with a quick joke? Oh. Sure, we like jokes. Man walks into the bar and falls in love with this woman. He says he wants to marry her. She says, "Well, I've been married uh, three times before. And I'm still a virgin." Mm. I know. Well, how can that be? Mm. Oh, you know it. <laughs> no, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. He says, well, she says, my first husband was a painter, and all he wanted to do was paint it. Mm. And my second husband was a gynecologist, and all he wanted to do was examine it. Mm. What about your third husband? She says, uh, he was a chef. <laughs> Ooh, never mind. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you have a good one. Bye. Okay. All right. That was a that was South Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina. Yes, I remembered that one. All right. Okay. That's seven oh four, right? Right. Cool. That's what I'm gonna know. You're gonna know this one. Yep. Okay. It is. Uh, uh, it's three six zero. Three sixty. It's Washington. You think it's Washington? I know it's Washington. You know it's Washington. Can I make a guess then? Go ahead. Jamaica. Okay. Hello, Jamaica. Jamaica? Jamaica? (laughs) (laughs) Jerry out of Vancouver, Washington. Vancouver. Kevin said he knew it was Vancouver or Washington. Washington, See? He's a smart ass. (laughs) You're on the right side of the country anyway. There you go. What's up? I'm running super single. I need a little bit of advice. That's a lot of advice on it. Okay. I'm running the Michelin 455, so I got two tractors. I drive one in California, run the other one around Vancouver. And no, wait, how do you I've do that? Deal- I mean, no, wait, 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 wait. You got two tractors. <laughs> once you run one in California. In- <laughs> <laughs> once it's in the driveway. The other one sits in California when I go to California. <laughs> you know, you can save a lot of money if you only had one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can't afford to drive a California truck. My maintenance is that much more on it. <laughs> I see. Okay. All right. Okay. So you got wide base tires. <laughs> yeah, I'm running wide base tires, and I've got three different versions from talking to the Michelin people and oh, the company yeah. that I I work with. They used to run. Uh, they run the 445, and they used to run 115 psi in their super single, and they cut it back mm-hmm. to 100. I mm-hmm. talked to a lady in Kansas from Michigan, and she told me to drop them back to 85. Mm. Now, now I'm sitting here. I've been told, yeah, I've been told to run them all the way up to 125. But I run tanker, so I'm loaded 50 percent of the time. I'm empty 50 percent of the time. 
Mm, so yeah. I, the problem happened is I'm getting a lot of heel toe wear on the California tractor, especially on the inside. Okay. <laughs> but okay. on the truck that I run in Washington to in Oregon, which I pulled Mount Hood and everything on, I'm not getting as much heel toe wear on that tractor at all. And they're both basically the same trucks. One's a 98th century and the other one's a 2012 Cascadia. Okay, all right. Let's. You just heard us describe what causes heel and toe wear, right? Yes, I did. Okay. Inflation can affect that a little bit, but usually not agree. It's simply a function of horsepower and tread design. Now, are right. both of these trucks with the same horsepower? Yeah, they're both 500, uh, roughly about 530 horsepower, about 450 on the ground. One did okay. 15, the other went to 60 series. Uh, same tires, different rear end ratios, but. Uh, okay. Now, now, the second thing is the one that's cupping on the inside close to the frame, right. that either is axle flex or loose wheel bearings. Okay, that one's okay. got the Meritor with the spacers in it that have been torqued down. The other one, I pulled the spacers out, threw them away, and I just preload them. Okay, that's fine. But we need to know which drive axle housing is in them and what rims are on them. Are you running two-inch offset rims or zero offsets? Zero offset Alcoa wheels uh, on the uh, the blue one, the uh, local truck. I'm running 390 uh Axle ratio with Eaton's, and then the new one, I think I'm running the new Detroit axles on the back of it. Okay. Now, the, the Eaton axle, you would have to look up the line sheet on what differential housing you got, whether you got a 404 or 405 housing, okay? Yeah, the 404, 404 is a 9.5-millimeter housing, and you really need zero offset rims on that one. The 405 right. is an 11-millimeter housing, which has less axle flex, all right? Right. Now, the Alliance axle, right on top of the diff pumpkin, you can look at uh -huh. it, and it'll be stamped right on it, 9.5 or 11, so you can see okay. exactly which one you got, okay? Right. The 9.5 does have more flex, and we get right. more inside edge wear with it. Now, did uh, you say both of these trucks are running zero offset rims? Right. Okay, that's good. That's a step there. I was so, told not to run two-inch two offsets by uh, Freightliner. They said that they wouldn't warranty the trucks. I agree, and it's exact. It's absolutely a bad thing to run two-inch offsets. So the fact right. that you got zeros is good, okay? The fact right. that you're getting inside cupping tells me we may either have a loose wheel bearing or got the wrong drive axle housing because right. I want that 11-millimeter housing. I have a lot less problems with that one. Right, because the, uh, it is. this heel-toe issue shouldn't be occurring as a result of braking or horsepower only on one side of the tire. Yeah, the inside edge being something else is going on there, okay? Right. Uh, right. All right. Now. Okay, so, so that's why the one with the Eaton I don't have the problem with, and that's why the one with the Alliance I'm having a problem. Could, Could be very well be. Housing. Could be the differences in housings, yes. Okay, okay. and... Normally, when you order a truck, unless you order it specifically with the 11, they typically ship them with the 9.5. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's, I'm going to bet it's the 9.5, yeah. Right. Now, as far as what inflation you should run, I've, I've seen both. I've seen low, I've seen high. 
And some guys who are running a hundred say they do good, and other and the majority of the people that I talk to that are getting good results are running higher inflations. They're running one twenty and one twenty five. Right. Okay. Now, even another question. Another 50%. Oh. Yes, right. even being empty fifty percent of the time. Yes, it's still okay. you. You're better off. Um, now, the other question I got on these two trucks is: Do both of them have engine brakes on them? Yes. Okay. Is it, and, and you, I was facetiously saying you're driving one truck and then parking and driving the other truck. You, in fact, have yes. two different drivers, right? No. Uh, that, that's it's the old one. It's got 1.5 million miles on it. It runs every day. The new one doesn't have any miles on it, and it runs when it wants to. <laughs> I see. So you do actually drive both of the trucks. So you've got one for California yeah. work and one for not. Okay. The, the question yeah. I, was, I was having is, is there a chance that they're driven differently? If you're driving both of them, then they're driven the same. Uh, there's a little different because the California tractor has the Eaton automatic paddle shift in it. So ah. the local tractor, I have a 10-speed in it. I use the Jake a lot more on the 10-speed than I do on the automatic. Okay. So I should have more heel-toe wear on the one that has no heel-toe wear than I do on the other one. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Why is that? Uh, It's just what I've been observing of the automatic shift transmissions is that they tend to be just a little harder on tires than the ones where the guy is shifting and he's careful about what he's doing it. Ah, that's true. The truck doesn't care. The computer says you need another gear. It takes another gear. All right. Whenever and yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, that, that, as another example of this, now this is not drive tires. This is steers now. But I right. had two fleets that I maintained here in in Iowa, and they both were refrigerated haulers, and and one of them had eighty trucks, and and we were aligning his trucks, and, and he was getting a consistent, and and this was a lot of time ago. This was back in the early nineties. And at that time, with the best Michelin tire available, we were getting 125 to 135,000 miles on steers and thought it was fabulous. Right. But he had, he had three trucks in his fleet that he couldn't get past 90,000 miles on. We were aligning mm-hmm. them like everybody else. They were running the same routes as everybody else. They couldn't get any better. I finally learned that his problem was those three trucks had nine-speed transmissions and the other had 13. And when he swapped out the nine-speeds and put 13s in, the mileage came up, matched everybody else. Okay, why now? Because those on That's on steer tires. The, the theory that I've got is that the lowest gear in the nine-speed was faster than the lowest gear in the 13, and they were going faster in parking lots. Yeah, but the average guy now on a 13 is going to start in second or third, and on a night speed, he's going to start in the second. That, you know, I I don't know anything about that. That's just the theory I came up with. All I know is that when we changed the tra- when he changed the transmissions to 13s in those, their fuel mileage right. improved and the tire life improved. Okay, but now because the nine speed would basically be a 13 without the splitter on it, so bottom transmission would be the same gear ratios and same speeds, correct? I, I don't know. I'm not a transmission oh. guy. I'm a yeah. tire guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, going back, one other question then. 
I run uh, XCA up front. I run uh, 22.5 uh, up uh, with the extra two plies, and I run 13.2, and I run 120 right. to 122 PSI at them. Now, the decoupler groove every so often just starts to wear real fast where the rest of the tire doesn't. Why is that? Yes, and its job is to do that. If something comes up and starts buffing the edge of the tire, Instead right. of that buffing damage going into the main rib and shortening the life of the tire, the decoupler takes the abuse and just wears, and it doesn't bother anything else. That's their job. Ah, okay. So it is supposed to wear faster than the rest of the tire. If anything's going to wear faster, we want them doing it. Yep. Right. Oh, okay. A 120, okay. 122 to me is, is the low end of the recommended inflation. I would be running those tires more along 125 to 130. Uh, but uh, Michelin on the side of the tire says 120. And the 120 uh, specified on the side of the tire is the minimum pressure to carry the load. Oh, There's nothing on there okay. that says maximum pressure. It says max uh, load, 6,600 pounds at 120 right. PSI, which means you have right. to have 120 to carry that load. Okay? Oh, okay. Now, now you're driving down the road, and you've got 13. Two in that front axle, right? And then you step on the brakes. How much loads on the front axle now? Uh, let's see. My load transfer because it's liquid, so I'm probably what 15, 16, 17 thousand pounds up front. You need more air pressure, right? Okay. You're right. Because originally, when I changed over to the plies, they told me to run 105. My tire went to crap in 70 thousand miles, so I pumped them up to 120, and they're wearing perfect now. Yep, and if you're into 125, 130, you may not even lose those decouplers. Ah, okay, that's good. So, but now, the minute you start running more pressure, okay, do you mm-hmm. not wear out the sensor to tire? Well, <clears throat> did you ever run duels? Yes, yeah, I, I switched okay. over to Super Singles two years ago. Okay, good. Now, let's look at a pair of duels. What pressure did you run in your duels? Uh, I think I ran 100 PSI in on the duels. And that's what and, uh, most everybody does. Now, right. if you look at that axle fully loaded, can you tell me how much weight can be on your drive axles fully loaded? No, I couldn't tell you by looking at the tires, no. No, not looking at the tires. The legal scale weight you can run across those axles. Right. Yeah, I run, I'm running 34,000. Correct. So each axle's got 17,000 on it, right? Correct. And there's four tires on the axle. You divide four into 17,000. You're going to find each one of those dual wheels is carrying 4,250 pounds of load, fully loaded max load, right? Right. If you look at a load and inflation, do you want to guess what the minimum recommended inflation for those tires are carrying that much weight? Yeah, probably about 90 pounds. 75 70, ah, okay. 75 is the minimum recommended inflation for that tire, carrying 4250. Right. 33% above that. Yeah, you're running 33% inflated on your duels. Did they wear out in the middle? No, that's why I dropped them down to 100 pounds, because they didn't. No, 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 I'm talking about the duels. Yeah. No, no, that's the minimum. Yeah. 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 No, the they didn't wear They beautiful right across, yeah, at 100 PSI. Which means... Which means you can run 33% overinflated on a commercial truck tire and not wear out the middle of the tire, right? Right. Correct. So you got the same thing on your front. The minimum inflation on the front is 110. 
or 120 right. on a 14, a 16 right. ply tire. So right. running 125, 30 is not going to hurt it. Yeah, but correct. Uh, okay. Why is it when they're going to battle. turn stops? Uh, oh, go on. Yeah, the inflation battle is uh, underinflation causes what something like four times as much wear per pound you're off than overinflation does. Correct. So always try to keep more area than uh, less. Okay. okay yeah. Because yeah, I got the tire monitors on on the tires because super single. You can't afford to run that thing low. You lose sure. your tire at twelve hundred dollars yeah. a pop. You can't afford to. Okay, when I'm going into truck stops, I see a lot of drive tires with the centric worn out. And I'm seeing a lot of that with super single. Why is that? A Are lot you guys of the, running that. Go on. If you if you have a wide base tire, and you right. run too low of an air, right. the air is not pushing the center of the tire down on the on the ground. That's what pushes the tire down on the ground. Right. So if you run a a wide base tire underinflated, the center buckles up and you wear the middle off. Yeah, underinflation oh, okay. normally what causes tire wear. Yeah. So yeah, we, I've had it wrong all these years. I figured the overinflation caused all the problems. Yes, and that's the myth. And don't feel bad. You wouldn't believe the people believe that. People that have worked for Firestone, Bridgestone, Continental, Goodyear. We do training programs for their field reps, and this is one of the big discussions we always have. Are you better off overinflated or underinflated, and what does that pressure on the side of the tire mean? And and the, the myth is it's the maximum pressure, and it's not. Yeah, their own books uh, tell them what to do, and they're, they're still getting it wrong. Right. Uh, okay. Okay. So then I'm lucky that, yeah, Bob, yeah, I've learned a whole bunch on the tire. In other words, I should bump up my uh, super singles up to 125 and run my steering 125, 130. Yes. Okay. Going, changing the subject a little bit on wheel bearings. When okay. I'm talking the wheel bearing, bearing in, I mm-hmm. put it up front and I go read all the books. They say, hey, take it up, torque it up to 200 PSI, uh, 200 pounds, yeah. uh, three times, and then back it off one turn, torque it up. Now, mm-hmm. I can, Every if I did it five times, every time it's going to give me another couple pounds, another one third of a pound. I stop? Okay, go on. The preload doesn't bother me. If right. you want to spin it up, and instead of using a torque wrench, use a great big breaker bar and spin that wheel and snug it down until you can feel the tire starting to slow down. You've preset right. it, and that's all I care about. Then right. back it off one turn. Now, what I really care about is what you do on the final setting. So tell me what you did when you do the final setting on your bearings. I normally take it up to 100 pounds. Yeah? Yeah. And then uh, I'll turn the wheel one turn, give it another 100 pounds, do that three times, and I turn it off. I run the uh, the, the big nuts, the one with the... Uh, yeah, the, the Pro Torque. That's fine. Yeah, Pro Torque. And then I turn that whatever the, the, the little pit on it is one turn, you know, one okay, quarter turn or one third. You're backing it off a quarter to a third of a, a turn and locking it up. Is that correct? Right. That's correct. You just you just left your bearings loose, and that's why you're cupping your tires. Oh, okay. The bearing, do you use a dial indicator when you're all done with that to see if you're between one and five, five thousand cent play? Basically, I tried that, but I can't move the tire enough because the wheel seal and everything else to ever figure out what it is. You're exactly right. But let me tell you what happens with the thread pitch that's on a Meritor or an Alliance axle from Freightliner. 
They have a 12 thread, 12 thread pitch on that nut. Right. Okay. On a 12 thread pitch. If you back the nut off a quarter turn, you just backed off 21 thousandths. Whoa. On a Dana axle, it has 18 thread pitch. And if you back right. off a quarter turn, you just backed off 14 thousandths. Okay. There is and no way even... you correctly adjusted that bearing if you backed off a quarter turn. All right. Uh, okay, but that's what all the books tell me. When I look at the Pro Torque, that's exactly what they tell me. Yes, but the last sentence is you're supposed to put a dial indicator on her and make sure you're one to five thousandths. Right. But nobody and, does that. Yeah, because every time I try that, I can't get that wheel to move. I don't have the power to move that hub back and forth five thousandths. Because the original instructions were that yeah. it was supposed to be just the hub, not the drum, rims, and tires. Right. And everybody does right. it with the wheels on, right? Right, right. Okay, so now the question is, how can I reasonably adjust that bearing and be sure that I get it right, okay? We yes. learned years ago how to adjust it with a torque setting, and depending on how much weight is hanging on the bearing at the time we're adjusting it, have different right. torque settings we set it to, okay? Right, okay. All right, so if you have, for example, a super single mm -hmm. without a sleeve in it, Right. And you have a single nut, not a double nut. Right. I would ja I would jack it up. I'd take the axle shaft out of it. I'd take the clipper out of it. I'd set my torque wrench at 60 foot-pounds. Right. And simply tight tighten it up to 60 and leave it. It'll be fine. Ah, okay. On a steer axle with a single tire, with a narrower tire, I would tighten uh -huh. it to 50 foot-pounds and leave it. Ah. Uh -huh. It'll be fine. So now what you're what you're doing what you're doing then is you're pushing those two tapered bearings in together, and you're lifting right. and centering the weight that's hanging on the bearing. You're not preloading anything; you're just picking weight. Right. Right. Now, if I had an empty hub, no drum, no rims, uh -huh. no tires, I would simply tighten it to 35 foot pounds and leave it. Ah, okay. Because I got a lot less weight. Now, the, the important right. thing to remember, of course, is in, in any case, no matter what you do, whether you back it off a quarter turn or uh, left it torque up, whatever is going to happen, the bearing is going to get looser over time. It's not going to get tighter. And it's going to get looser right. the minute it warms up. The minute it warms right. up, the race moves away from the bearing and it gets looser. Right. And there, there, right. Are, there is a company or two. I think, there's, I think I've seen two different devices that were used to determine end play exactly by moving the hub in and out. Yeah, one was mechanical and one was uh, air pneumatic air, operated. Air, and so that you could so that you could get that end play measurement uh, where you can't seem to find it on your own, uh, with your own hand. Right. right. Is that all making sense to you? Yeah, well, that, like you said, that was the biggest confusion. Every so often, I put the wheel bearings on, and three weeks later, I lose the wheel seal. Take everything apart, yes. throw a new set of shoes on, put a new wheel seal yes. in, tighten it up, and then, I, so my problem is I'm just running everything too loose. So that could be my problem Correct. with my super singles in the back. All right, let okay. me give you the other problems. Let me give you the other problems that will show up in a lens if the bearing's too loose. First, you'll have that okay. cupping on the inside edge close to the frame. Second, right. you can have grease seal problems. Third, right. if you pull the brake drum off, the top brake shoe will be worn on the inside edge and the bottom brake shoe on the outside edge. 
Okay. Uh, okay. I don't have I don't have that. But yeah, go on. Next, we could have intermittent ABS problems. Right. And the last one is when you're driving on a smooth road at a sustained speed and the bearings are loose in the rear, up through the seat and the feet, you'll feel a shake and then it stops and a shake and then it stops and a shake and then it stops. Yeah. Got that. Bearing, bearings are loose. Tighten up the bearings. It'll go away. Okay, yeah. That one, I have that problem and I got the collars in the Maritor, uh, the uh, Conmeco collars. I'm going to take those out and mm-hmm. rework everything and that's yourself. Okay, is it worthwhile balancing a super single or a steering? Well, Michelin, I don't even balance my XDA uh, up front. I've never had a need to, but what about the super single? Is it worth balancing them? In my opinion, every tire on your vehicle should be balanced, and the tests we have done in the past is when we balance them, we average between 15 and 20% more life than when we don't balance them. And we prefer a dynamic balancer of some kind. Yeah, the, the shit that goes in the tire that spins up or the, the hula hoop rings you bolt on, the centromatics, something along right. those lines, we like a balance. Because okay? the, the tire, okay. although, although it looks like it's wearing nice and evenly, there's always some small difference yeah. in the way it wears through its life. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you own a pickup truck? What's that again? Do you own a pickup truck? Yes, I do. Do you balance the rear tires on it? Yeah, I balance everything all the way around. Why? You got to make it shake, shimmy, and rolls. I bet you if you, you balance your truck tires, you're going to have vibrations in your feeling right now. You think it's just normal, but it ain't. Yeah. Well, see, what I did with the, uh, when I run Bridgestone, I have to balance mm-hmm. everything. So I went from Bridgestone, I went to the Michelin, and I run the mm-hmm. XDA 3 Plus. And every time we go to balance them, they come out perfect. So I don't even balance the steering. Well, and, that's uh, brand new. Do you think tires right. wear uniformly all the way around their circumference through their whole life? No. Now, Michelin's are better than most. Yeah, I agree. But Michelin's brand new are better than most, but, but that doesn't mean the drum's perfectly balanced, and that doesn't mean through its entire life it's going to stay perfectly round and uniform. You already told me your decouplers start wearing a little bit. Well, that means they're out of balance now. Uh, okay. So now with balancing, you recommend that balancing them on the truck? Or take I, pref- I prefer the stuff you either throw in the tire or you buy the hula hoop rings from Centromatic. Yeah, the dyna- all the dynamic, any kind of dynamic balancer, because balancing it static at one right. moment only balances it that day. As we, as right. we know, every 10, 20,000 miles, we know we're seeing a, uh, a different amount of wear somewhere on the tire. So using a dynamic balancer is, is definitely best. Okay, yeah, you pick up a rock in the tire and it's out of balance already. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay, and so it compensates for. Yeah, yeah. On the local tractor, I run Centromatic balancers up front on that thing, so I should put them all the way around on both trucks. Is what you're telling me? Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, those work. Perfect. Okay, I'm okay. running out of questions then. I yeah. Hey, well, thank you good. very much. You, you know, you're going to get me in all kinds of trouble. I'm going to tell you guys are full of crap. At the truck stop, and then they're going to get pissed at me again. That's all right. They can get pissed at you. Wait till you get our bill. <laughs> hey, you got to come up to Vancouver if you want to want to get paid. How's that sound? No, you told me you were in Jamaica. I'm in the middle of Jamaica. We'll send it to you. Hey, hey, we'll I'll meet you there. All right, buddy. You have a good hey, day. Thank you very much. You too. All right, bye-bye. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.
We covered a lot of stuff, man. That was a lot of questions. We should have charged him double. We got uh, three more here. Okay, let's go. Let's Let's go. go. What do we got? Four, seven, nine. Four, seven, nine? That's totally out. I don't know. That's got to be Russia or someplace. Russia. Okay, you're Russia. I'm Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay, all right. All right. Four, seven, nine? Tennessee's close. It's Arkansas. Arkansas, you're down there with my buddy Claudio Garcia watching them them uh, uh, Ridgeback Hogs or whatever they call them down there. Razorbacks. Razorbacks. That's it. That's yeah. it. Okay. Cool. What's going on? I was going to tell you about an experience I had. I was uh, kind of preaching what I've learned from you guys at uh, Love's Truck Stop in Kansas several weeks okay. ago. And the tire shop guys were nice enough to actually not really argue with me and listen to me. And, and the supervisor of the tire shop kind of i was telling him about how the uh, uh the 120 on the side of my michelin tire is actually not a uh, uh maximum pressure it's a minimum correct mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right for the load so yeah. he looks up on the he looks up on the on the computer just like i did on my phone he looks up the technical bulletin for michelin mm-hmm. And right. on that technical bulletin, if you look at it, Michelin has two different things. They'll say, uh, they'll have a description of everything that's on the side of the tire. And guess what yep. they say on there? They say what? that's maximum pressure <laughs> on mm. that bulletin. They say it's a maximum on the pressure. And on, the and, on, and on their charts, they have a, a, a specific. Yeah. Also, we went, I said, well, let's go to the inflation chart. It also on the Michelin says, that's the maximum inflation for that weight. And no, I it doesn't. So, no, wait, 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 I, wait, wait. No, it doesn't. I read the chart, and I was with a Michelin guy, and he says, see right here at the end of the chart, it says maximum load and inflation for this tire. Is that what you read? No, I actually read it, and it, it says the maximum pressure at that load. I went to the Bridgestone technical bulletin, and it says the mm-hmm. minimum pressure. For that load, right. so Bridgestone says it's minimum, but Michelin, both on the tire inflation and on the tire description on the side, says it's the uh, says it's the maximum. So it doesn't say maximum pressure on the side of the tire, not on any Michelin tire I've ever read. I'm talking about on the bulletin. Uh, the oh, Michelin on the bulletin. On, online, if you go online and look at the Michelin bulletin, it'll say maximum. On the description of the tire, where it points to where it says 120, it'll have uh-huh. a, a, a description of what that means. And it says, "I want to look that up." Yeah, okay, that, look that it up. But I want to look up. Yeah. Also on the Muslim inflation chart, it also uh-huh. says the same thing. So maybe since you work with these guys, you can get them to correct it. Because oh, I don't work with Mitchell. Oh, you don't. I don't okay. work with Mitchell. No, Mitchell won't even talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> No, I need to read that bulletin because I've got a Michelin inflation chart that I use. I got it offline, and, and and I read the load and inflation chart, and it showed all of the loads up on this XZA3. And then the last column, it said maximum load and inflation. Those were the exact words that it said in the chart that I read. Okay? Yeah, the, the latest chart I looked at online says maximum load with a maximum inflation. And I was so frustrated. I'm like... Cool. Yeah. And I, I was so frustrated. I'm like, you know what? You're right. That's what it says. But trust me. <laughs> and then I, it went ain't. To the <laughs> then I went to the Bridgestone, and they actually say, just like you preach, these are minimal yeah. pressures. 
Well, if, if Michelin wants to preach that that's the maximum pressure, then I'm perfectly good with that. We'll leave theirs at 20, and we'll see what their tire does. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. We don't really want to see the tires wear like that. I love seeing Michelin tires wear out at 225. Yeah, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I get paid by Bridgestone. I get paid by Continental. I get paid by Goodyear. Michelin doesn't pay me anything. That's true. Let their tires go. I don't care. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I got another question for you, Mike and Kevin, and that is um, your your show, like on tonight. When does it come on the audio road or, or on the blog on on uh, Let's Truck? I noticed that it might be a couple weeks before. I, I'm not sure all your right. shows recorded on Sunday night are showing up on the blog. No, they're not. It's usually two to three weeks later before the post production company finishes it and releases it. Right, and we never know but when it's going to happen. I, th- I, I think they cut out all the dirty jokes. Oh, uh, and, and, and eventually all <laughs> the shows will come on? Yes, yes. I think we've got 26 or 27 on right now. 25 is what I saw a couple of days ago. But Well, I was I just signed in tonight to look at it, and, I, and they were talking about 26 and 20. Now, wait a minute. That was on iTunes. iPodcasts on, on my, my phone. That's where I look. Oh, I see. Yeah, I don't go to the iPod. Oh, I do the other ones. Well, they. Sh- I don't see why they would release them in one place and not the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'll check iTunes. It's something that we're not. We're not really in control of that. Yeah, my phone has an iPodcast, and and uh, that's what I looked at earlier today. And twenty six and twenty seven were on there. Okay, I'll check that out. Well, I just want to share that experience with you, and I want to well, thank, thank you. you for everything that you guys do. You're welcome, and we'll keep trying. Maybe I can get the Michelin guys to listen. Maybe. Well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I did talk I did talk to a, a fleet owner that runs about 25 trucks with uh, uh, FedEx Ground, and he was mm-hmm. saying he's got, a lot of Michelin, he's got a lot of Michelins, but he was really surprised at the super singles on one of the Yokohamas, how well it's wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you, if you keep the inflation, they, do, they tend to do pretty good on the Yokes. Okay. All right. Well, thanks again, guys. Not a problem, buddy. You have a good day. Thank you. See you in Jamaica. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We didn't ask where he was from. Uh, Oh, it was Arkansas. That's right. He was a Ridge Runner. Yes. Okay. Cool. Razorback. Razorback. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. How long have we been doing this? Uh... 20 years or so. No, 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 no. The time, oh. the time. Okay. We've got uh, we've got 12 minutes left. 12 minutes. Okay, we got more callers. Let's right. get somebody. Yep, yep. 716. I don't want to talk to anyone from 716. <laughs> I don't like that area code. I don't like that. Not a it's very a good area. bad number. I tried that number on the lottery and I lost. <laughs> 716, huh? Yeah. Ohio. Ohio. Oh, I'll go with uh, California. California. All right. Hello, seven one six. No, it's nope. the, it's the uh, place of the team that just annihilated the Dolphins today. Ooh, uh, who, who played, played the, Dolphins? the Dolphins? I don't know. I didn't watch football. I was I, I was below. watching Bill? my grands. Buffalo. Oh, he's a New Yorker. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I'm in Texas have... right now, but you know. Yeah, but I have to drive through Ohio to get to to New York, so that should count. 
It's the same thing. Really. Same thing. It's two, two degrees up? of separation. There you go. There you go. That's it. That's it. What's up? Um, actually, you brought up one question that I didn't even have, but the mm-hmm. thing I called in about was uh, I've got a front end vibration. It just kind of sh- uh, it shakes it. I feel it in the steering wheel from about. Mm-hmm. I can feel it as low as forty five and. It, after about 55, getting towards 60, it, it uh, tapers off. Yeah, you're towed out. Probably. No, towed out. I need, yeah, I need to qualify this a little bit. Do you feel it as you accelerate up through the speed range and then it clears up? And then do you feel it again when you come down or is there nothing as you decelerate? Decelerating and I can feel it. I'm going through 60. It's getting pretty bad through 55. It, okay. It Very really good. gets bad around fifty-five, and then it and quits at forty-five. It no, and no, it, and it continues whether I'm accelerating or decelerating. Okay, so both ways. All right. Um, how many miles are on your truck? Uh, Two eighty-eight, nine forty-six. All right. When you grease the truck, or do you pay somebody else to grease it? Uh, it's a company truck. They it was just greased a little bit ago. And I'd be willing to bet they don't jack it up when they grease it. They did not. Oh, and, Yes. It's either the thrust bearing is going bad because it's not getting properly greased, it's built up moisture, and it's turning into rust, or you've got a bad spot on the kingpin, and the tires are hanging up. Now, between 45 and 60 miles an hour, the toe in the front of your truck changes grub position to a spin position as the wheels turn into a gyroscope. And if it can't transition smoothly through that toe change, you'll get a shutter in that speed range blowing up and then going down. So you got kingpin problem. Beautiful. Good okay. To know. Uh, where's a good place to get uh, something like that done? Uh, to, to, well, when it comes time to get it done again. Well, if it's a if it's a company truck, they're going to tell you where you're going to have a repair done, right? They, they give me an option in those places. Okay, all right. Now, the, the first thing I would, if this was my truck, I would jack it up. I would have somebody grease it, and, and, and there's a right way to grease and a wrong way to grease. And the way I was taught to grease is you put a piece of cardboard underneath that kingpin, and you pump grease in until all the dirty, nasty, wet, sloggy-looking grease comes out and fresh grease starting out. Most people just pump a little grease in there and leave all the crap in there. Okay? Then okay. once I've got new grease in it, I would set the truck down on its wheels, and I would turn the wheels back and forth and back and forth to work that new grease in, and I would jack it up and I'd put a little more grease in because this one needs some work. Now, it's possible that if you over-grease it and work all the crap out of it, it may clear up and you may be okay. If it doesn't clear up, then somebody has to replace the kingpins. Oh, that's a fun job. Yep. Eight hours. Fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. Yep. Ow. Um. Okay. I really not think about that. I go ahead and fucking get work that out. Um, yeah, I would. I would try and grease it first before I spend two thousand dollars on cane pins. Sure. But, yeah. I mean, think about you know, how much the tires are. Right. Uh, oh. I, yeah. Um. Which there's, there's, there's up the, job done. Fortunately, for the company's the, perspective. The, the tires do wear okay. I mean, oh, yeah. I got this them is not a tire to... problem. Yeah, this is not a tire problem. This is a vibration problem. Ah. 
Right. That's, you know, I thought there was it. It was a balance problem at first. Mm-mm. Nope, not in that speed range. That's okay, yeah, it smooths out right when it would be a balance problem. Yep, good to know. Uh, All right, now, buddy. You were talking to that guy earlier about super singles. So, if I understood you right, the white based wear out the center when they're underinflated. That's what we've been seeing on the Michelins. Okay. In fact, we see uh, we see wear on the second rib in on a lot of steer tires if they're under underinflated. So it's really not a surprise that uh, the white base would do it too. Yeah. Yep. How come they all wear out the, the the edges, like the outer rib? Ah, now both outside shoulders on a white base tires because you're driving them faster than sixty three miles an hour. Even though you legally can, the tire just does not like it. When you drive it too fast the center of the tire stretches and gets taller. And then the two outside shoulders have to drag to keep up with it, and you lose both outside shoulders on a wide base tire. Yeah, it doesn't happen on a dual. No. As you gotta, I mean, they borrowed this technology, this, this design, the super single from Europe. And over there, all the, through the entire continent, the, the speed limit set at, what is it? 60 miles an hour. 60 miles an just over 100 kilometers. Right. Yeah. So how fast do you drive? Uh, about 65. Yep, that'll do it. And the guys that are okay. going 75 have it even worse. Yep. Need to slow down. All right. Well, I very much appreciate your time. You'll have a great night. You same, buddy. You too. Thanks for calling. Okay. How much time we got left? Uh, oh, there it is. Six minutes. Let's, let's get another call. Who we got? Who we got? This is 718. Well, the other one was seven one six. This guy's going right next door. Play right next door. Yeah. Pennsylvania. Okay. I'm I'm going to bet Syracuse, New York. Then it's. Uh, I'm going to go with Pennsylvania. All right. You're going to go with Pennsylvania. All right. Hello. Pennsylvania. Hello. Clarendon, How you doing? Jamaica. Clarendon, Jamaica. Jamaica. <laughs> All right. Clarendon. Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. What's buddy? Hey, what's up? I got a simple, quick question for y'all. Um, I got um, my all my inside. I got the. I don't have super single. I got regular tires. All my yes. inside tires. The inside is is wearing out, and I don't yes. know why. Wheel bearings are loose. Gotta be wheel bearings. Or that's on the drive. That's on yes. the drive. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so okay. Okay. Of the now, now, what kind of a truck is it? Is a five eighty seven Peterbilt. Uh, what year? Two thousand and twelve. Okay, and what kind of tires do you have on it? Um, what's that? Um, oh my gosh! Ah, oh, I don't even remember the brand. Is is that cheap brand though? It's not Bridgestone or Michelin. Yokohama. Yokohama. There you go. Ah, if truck ah. was a super single and they converted, and they converted back over, yeah, yeah, so That's okay. all my inside of my drive tires, all four of them, all four of the inside is yes. cutting down real quick. It's very possible since it's a Peterbilt. Peterbilt comes out with the preset non-adjustable bearings, so we got a sixty percent chance the bearings are tight. We got a forty percent chance they're loose. But we got a 100% chance that you've got the lightweight drive axle housing that is 
flexing, and Yokohama tires really like that axle. So it could just be axle flex that's causing the cupping. Okay, okay. Cupping. Okay, that's yep. what it is. Yep. Now, if you look at the line sheet, if you've got a 404 axle housing, that's the one that flexes and cup. If you have the 405, it's the good axle housing that doesn't. Now, this is, it's a 2012. How many miles are on it? Oh, um, 465. Yeah, 465,000. Thinking it might but be these... prudent then. Just to go ahead and make sure your bearings are tight. Oh, yeah. Always worth checking the bearings because you can't fix the axle housing. Right. You can't change the axle housing. The thing to do is adjust your bearings and see if it slows it down. Now, are you owning the truck or is it a company truck? Um, It's a lease purchase. So I lease can't, it's purchase. kind of on me. Yeah. Okay. It's on you. So, and if you got to pay for the tires, it might be worth the time just to have somebody make sure the bearings are tight. And you can go to our website and look up uh, the shops. There's a shop locator at mdalignment.com, and, and you can find a shop in your area that, that knows how to do it right. Okay? Okay, okay. Thank you. You have a great day, buddy. Okay, Enjoy Jamaica. Okay. <laughs> I'm in Texas. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm from New York. I'm from New York. That's Brooklyn. Yep, got it. Okay. All, All right. right. You have a Enjoy good day. Enjoy your night. Yeah, All you right, too. Sure. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling. All right, we got one more. Can we get it in? Yeah, we can. Yeah, two minutes. Two minutes. Let's. Try. Where is he from? Five eight zero. Five eight zero. I don't know where five eight zero is. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. All right. All right. What can we do for you, buddy? Hey, I, guys, I was listening to you talk about the air pressure on those super singles, and I didn't get what what we're supposed to run in our our duels. What what's the maximum minimum in the duels? The duels run real well at about 100 pounds, okay? Okay, I'm running I'm run 110. So that's that's fine. I got guys that are running 110 because they get a little better fuel economy at 110. But the tires run fine anywhere up in that range on duels. That's no problem. Okay. It's the steers where I have the problem because the dual tire, each tire is only carrying 4,000 pounds of weight. But right. your steer tires are carrying 6,000 pounds of weight per tire. Per tire. And so I like to see more steers than what most people right. run. If you're willing to run 110 in your drives, you should be willing to run 115 to 120 in your steer. Well, I need to pump my steers up because I'm just running 110 in them also. Well, whatever it says on the side of that steer tire, I want 10 extra pounds. Right. Okay. Okay? That'll work, man. No problem, buddy. You have yourself a great day and drive safe. You bet. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Enjoy. Bye. Well, folks, we have managed to get to another evening of conning people. Into thinking that we're experts in the trucking industry. <laughs> Into thinking that we're experts. <laughs> All right. Well, you folks have a good week. We'll be back here next week. Right now, I'm going to go grab me a beer and sit out and watch the uh, moon, moon disappear. Yeah. The blood red moon. One every 18 years. All right, folks. Bye. 18 years, apparently, the Cubs, the Mets, and the Blue Jays also get in the playoffs. And I get lucky. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road. 